Now is the time to grow your revenue. And as we move out of the pandemic, it is important and critical that we focus our revenue growth teams. Join us today for an insightful discussion on how to accelerate your revenue growth. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, growth architect and trailblazer, helping great companies grow revenue. We've got an exciting conversation today on the one year anniversary of the Revenue Growth Engine book. We'll be talking with my good friends, Larry Levine and Nigel Green. We're gonna have a great conversation today. We're actually broadcasting live from the Outbound Conference in Atlanta. It is power packed. We've been talking about this on the podcast over the last few weeks, and it is so exciting here to see the momentum and the excitement in the sales industry. This is like a kickoff right now for the next phase of the sales world. And I'm so excited to be here and I'm glad to be here with my friends. We're gonna have a fantastic conversation today. And I just wanna say a huge shout out to everybody in the Revenue Growth Engine podcast audience. This past year with the Revenue Growth Engine book has been fantastic. And here on the one year anniversary, the first birthday of Revenue Growth Engine, I just wanna say a huge thank you to everybody who's not only been cheering on the book, but putting the ideas to work to grow your business. It is so exciting to see the organizations that are putting the, the cylinders, the pieces of their revenue growth engine in place and accelerating your growth. Thank you for cheering me on, I'm cheering you on. We've got a great conversation today with Larry Levine and Nigel Green. Uh, I'll be introducing them after a brief word from our sponsors. Larry, Nigel, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have both of you back here live at Outbound. What a treat. Is it, is it, so he, it, it's an honor to be here, but is it happy birthday or happy anniversary? What's the most appropriate way to say this, right? It is, uh, it is the one year anniversary or the birthday of Revenue Growth Engine. And uh, I'm here with two of my best friends, uh, and uh, right now, this is just such a great, we got Revenue Growth Harvest, the Revenue Harvest, uh, which is your book. We've talked about that on the podcast. If you missed that, you need to go back and check out my conversation with Nigel Green. And then of course, uh, my yeah. podcasting <laughs> partner in crime, Larry Levine from the Selling from the Heart podcast. Um, it is, uh, it's just such an honor and, and you guys, uh, you guys have not only cheered me on, I think that the principles of the revenue harvest and the sales management leadership principles, planning principles go along so well with revenue growth engine in terms of operationalizing it at a management level. And then selling from the heart, 
oh my goodness, right? The, just the, the passion to actually give a rip about your clients, to care about what's important to them, what outcomes they want, you know, real relationship plus real value. So, so good. So, hey guys, this, this book came out in June of 2020. In 2020 was a crazy year to do anything. <laughs> Launch a book, run a business, build a sales team. Um, and we all had to make a lot of pivots when we started uh, 2020. Now here we are, fast forward to June of 2021. It's June 16th. Larry, my understanding is your friends in Los Angeles oh. just opened things up yesterday. How does that feel? I'm so excited. Actually, because you know, I mean, you know, Daryl, I'm a big Dodgers fan. To see Dodger Stadium sold out was, was just, it, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. It did to actually see fans in the stands. And it was funny, one of the relief pitchers is named Joe Kelly. Oh, yeah. And he actually got the win last night. Awesome. And they were interviewing me afterwards, and his first words out of his mouth is he goes, I'm so glad I didn't see cardboard cutouts in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind of a great analogy of where, we're, where we are right now, whether you're listening in, you're in sales, um, you're in marketing, you own a company. We've spent the last year selling the cardboard cutouts in a lot of ways. I mean, it's been very two-dimensional. In fact, we met this past year, but we just actually met in person for That's the right. first time. Um, and what's interesting about that is I, f I feel like I've met you before in person and that we've been friends forever, right? And it's, hung out. It's weird telling your, all your <laughs> friends from normal life that you've got all these new internet friends that right. you've met online. <laughs> so, and how many people go, hey, Nigel, you're creepy. Well, all of them, but they, I did, that, was, that predates COVID. That predates, it's, it's an old thing. Well, this brings up a really good topic of conversation, though, and as the world is opening up, and I know people are listening in and watching from all over the world, um, you know, maybe you're like, duh, we're already there, or maybe you're like, please, hopefully someday um, we'll be able to open back up. The reality is we made a big pivot and shift when we went into the pandemic in terms of how we sell, how we market, uh, how we communicate, essentially. And now there's another shift. We're shifting back out into a new world, a brave new world, I would say maybe a hybrid world, where uh, we have the opportunity to take what we learned this past year, the skills that we mastered and developed, and to begin to integrate those back into um, you know, the old way, if you will, of doing things to come up with a hybrid model for sales and marketing. So I think this is a really interesting time to think together today about what do we need to do to re-enter? What do we need to do in this next phase of the market as sales professionals, as marketing professionals and their leaders to be able to drive revenue and, and capitalize on the acceleration in the marketplace right now. But as we were talking before the show, uh, you brought up a really interesting point. We talk in Revenue Growth Engine about periodic business reviews. That's right. It might be time to start doing some of those face-to-face -face again. It's probably time to do some of those face-to-face. -face. Another thing, Daryl, that you mentioned is this notion of a hybrid system. You talk about sales and marketing alignment earlier in the book, mm -hmm. and then you get into business reviews in Chapter 11. I think for a lot of companies, it's, it's probably good to do a hybrid business review between sales and marketing. Because one thing that's been a common trend in the keynotes today is that the sales process has not moved, 
but the buyer's journey has moved. And the, when the buyer's journey moves, the only way we realign the sales process back with the buyer's journey, the way the customer wants to do business, is to get sales and marketing on the same page. And I think if, we, if you take chapter 11 in the business review and apply some of that to the sales and marketing realignment review, mm -hmm. that might be a way to, to navigate this nuance of, of a hybrid structure. Well, I, I think even to play on what you just said is, I think it's, it's a great time if you're gonna go back and do business reviews, which I encourage everyone to do, is take a step back and say, you know, take your clients and ask them, you know, what did you, what did you learn, right? What did you learn about your business during this past year? What did you learn about your clients during this past year? And, and come up with a game plan moving forward because I think, you know, a lot of people are just gonna, I mean, now that everything's starting to open up, they're gonna push forward. But in order to really successfully push forward, you know, I'd encourage people to take a step back and say, you know, what did we learn about our clients? What did our clients learn about their customers? What's going on and then what does the next six months look like? I think that is, that is really, really um, powerful because one of the things we definitely learned as we went into the pandemic, the smart salespeople and the smart marketing people went out and asked a lot of questions and listened and said, you know, it was, it was, a, just, it was a watershed moment in sales and marketing where we probably were forced to listen to our customers more than we've ever been, you know, we, we didn't listen to them like we did this last year. Because if you didn't listen to your customers this last year, you had a really hard year. But if you did listen, you were able to pivot and respond uh, with your marketing message, your sales message, your offerings. I think that's a really interesting idea about, you know, I talked in Revenue Growth Engine, and I know you're a believer of getting marketing people out in the field yep. in front of customers. You've probably been doing that on Zoom meetings this past year. I think it might be a great idea to bring some of your marketing people along for some of these periodic business reviews. In the same way, I think you're absolutely right, in the same way that we train top of the funnel sellers, go sit in the marketing department, I mean, mm -hmm. even physically, because mm -hmm. you're just gonna, by osmosis, hear your marketing team talk about problems and pain points and benefits. I think it's time to bring your marketing team along in the field and hear from the customers everything you just said. What did we learn from our customers? Your customers learning from their customers. Mm -hmm. All that does is informs all the marketing materials that you need to just have a more effective sales team. And, and, it, and it's another great point because now this becomes material that you can use to connect out there because I think quite yes. often, I think, I think the reason why, and you know, I'm a sales geek at heart, but I think there's a reason why there's su such a sales and marketing disconnect, is marketing does a great job of corporate content and company positioning and things like that. What would it be like now if they created content based on what they learned from their customers and then equipped salespeople to go out in the field and use that? Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right. And, and one thing I definitely want to say is when the pandemic happened, we had to shift our message, right? Now that you know LA is opening up or wherever you sell, what your world looks like, uh, as it opens up and as the market changes, we've got to change our message. And you know, a year ago, maybe it was all about um, you know remote work and getting people, uh, keeping people safe or different things like that. Now we've got a whole new, uh, whole new list of business problems whether it's around finding employees, buying some plywood, um, whatever, you know, whatever that is in your client's marketplace, it's really, really critical that we understand not only what the problems are, but the nuances of how they affect 
your customers. So then you can actually respond as a marketing uh, team with a marketing message, as a sales team with a message that's actually gonna resonate in the marketplace. And I think the companies that do this right now are gonna generate incredible competitive advantage. And the ones that don't, that wait around to shift their message or just have a generic, we can help you be more productive message are really gonna miss out. And I think there's a potential trap that we should talk about. A lot of the smart companies shifted their messaging and some of their positioning statement to in response to the pandemic. The easy thing to do, and, and this is the trap, is to might think, well, let's just go back and look a few yeah. versions earlier. Yeah, let's back just to refresh our website from 2019. And that's not, that's not going to work either. No. And, and, and what are what, what some of your thoughts going into how do you, because I'm curious to hear from you yeah. on, on the message is not what it is now, but it's not mm -hmm. what it was in 2019. So how, how do you make that shift again? Well, and this is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that buyers don't buy the products and services you sell. I mean, if you hang around with me any amount of time, you know, I'm going to pull out the uh, drill bit. I'm going to talk about uh, Theodore Levitt, the father of modern marketing, goes into his class, holds up the drill bit and says, nobody went to Home Depot <laughs> to buy the drill bit. They went to buy the hole, right? They went to solve the problem. And so this is... This is so, so critical for us to remember right now is people don't buy your products. Um, salespeople, you think you're selling products, but what you're actually doing is you're selling the ability to achieve an outcome, or as Bob Mesta said, you know, you're, they're hiring your, your product to solve a problem. So here's the question, what are the new outcomes that your buyers are looking for? It's different than 2020, and I would submit to you, and I would agree with you that it's different than 2019, and I think the only way to do that is to ask. Mm. Now, we've got, I'll say two things. We need to ask, and we also need to be aware. I mean, this is a really important time, I think, for sales and marketing professionals to be doing a little bit of reading every day. Like, looking at what's going on out there, understanding the shifts in the marketplace and in the industries that you serve. Uh, because it's only there that you're between asking and maybe doing a little bit of research and reading that you're actually going to be able to understand the specific problems that people want solved. And if buyers don't buy your products, they buy the outcomes, the problems that get solved. Nothing happens until we understand those problems. So I, I think we need to ask, um, and Larry, I love how you are coaching people. I watch you do this all the time. Um, as you, whether you're coaching enterprise sales teams or coaching um, any, any B2B sales team, I watch you challenge people to go have conversations with their customers because I think that is where the gold is. It, it, and it's not just, Daryl, it's not surface level conversations. And when I mean surface level, I'm just canned vanilla conversations aren't going to cut it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, what's the next week look like or how's business been going? And I'm keeping it simple for, for the sake for right now. You got to dig in deep. And when I say dig in deep, get them to think, right? What's happened, right? What are your customers? What are they dealing with right now? What are the issues that you have that you're trying to solve with your customers? What are your customers' customers? faced with. And those are really digging. I always say when you can ask questions to get your customers to think, they're going to start they're going to start sharing with you what's going on. As an example, you can say, you know, here we are, it's the middle of June right now. What's the next 90 days look like? Great right? Question. You know, here we are. I'm going to ask you to put your thinking cap on. Now I'm going to fast forward. It's December 31st. 
2021, right? The clock's getting ready to strike midnight. What does the successful rest of the year look like? Mm -hmm. What do you need to remove off your plate? What initiatives do you have to check off in order to say it's been a successful year? And then I encourage sellers, go and help your customers solve those problems and get to that point that they want to get to by the end of the year. So to like illustrate that point, I think mm -hmm. about the, the drill bit and the hole analogy. It's the problem behind the problem, the going deeper that and, you and talk it, about. Nigel, it always is. And it's the so, problem's never at the surface, so the, it's way below. The hole in the wall in 19 and 20 was to make make that room into a home office. Right. Yes. Now it's not that anymore. Now or home it's taking gyms, that right? down and we're expecting a new baby or we're welcoming people. So we're, we're, we need holes to reconfigure this room to welcome people into That's this right. world. And so you got to take it one step further and not just say, well, I just want holes in the wall. Well, holes for what? Yeah. yeah. Home office. Or, no, not anymore. Now we're opening the world back up. Well, and this, this is why I think this, this, this questioning and this going deeper um, is, is so critical right now because we've got to understand the nuance. I mean, you know, so we all know the world shifted. We all know there's been some economic shifts now then and shifts in industries. Now we've got to get with our current clients and ask them, what does this mean to you? And, you know, based on such and such, how is that affecting your role? How is that affecting your business? And just getting down a couple layers deep, I think, is where we're actually going to find the real nuggets of of what is going to make a message that's going to resonate right now. And, uh, you know, this, I think right now is a tremendous opportunity because just based on previous experience, I think what a lot of companies are going to do is they're going to hit the rewind on their marketing message and go back to what they were saying before the pandemic. And the reality is we're coming into a different world than, uh, than we were in before. Not totally different, but it's different enough that the companies that understand the nuance of what's going on right now are really going to be able to capitalize. Sales and marketing people, what else? What else should we be thinking? We've talked about talking to our clients, getting back, maybe going face-to-face -face with, with business reviews, which is exciting. What are some other things you think we should be thinking about right now well, as we're I, coming out of the pandemic? One thing I'm doing a lot of with my clients is assessing uh, the, the team sentiment, right? Mm -hmm. So we've, we've seen that work styles have changed. Mm -hmm. There's been uh, conflicting data on productivity in the office and out of the office. And I think it's a good opportunity to connect with the team, bring the data into the conversation, but say, how did we do as a team relative to the results? and use that to inform what the office situation or what the, the work dynamics are going to be. Like what, what you're going to find and what we're seeing in some of our research is that new roles are being created, mm. new departments, new cross-functional collaborations and teams are, are coming as a result of the working style fundamentally changing. Some of the old legacy practices are coming back, but we're keeping some of the new stuff as well. And I think you've got to do the work of assessing the sentiment of the team in the same way that you're doing with your customers so that you go into this new reality, which again, just like messaging, is not going to be mm -hmm. like it was pre-COVID. It's going to be some blend of pre and post-COVID. Well, it's interesting that, that you, as I was listening to what you were saying is I know situations now where they're doing, you know, we use the word hybrid, yes. is they'll be two days in the office, three days at home, and then they'll rotate it three days in the office two days at home, but it goes back to the, you know, looking at the sentiment of your team. What's your team want? Yeah. Well, it's a good opportunity uh, to think about the structure. I thought what was really interesting out of one of the keynotes this morning, Jeb Blunt was talking about 
the reality that you know sometimes the the stuff we had our reps doing in the office was just <laughs> simply distracting them from selling right and and now you know there are in some cases where we put reps out in a home office and you know once again i know it's conflicting data but it really does beg the question what am i asking my salespeople to do and you know when we come back to the office if we do what can we do to make sure that the golden hours are protected and that we've got our salespeople focused on selling um, and not, you know, on prospecting, moving things, things through the pipeline and not on, you know, trivialities that, that just seem to choke a sales rep's time. I think this is a good time to have that productivity, sales productivity um, conversation, re-examine that as, as you're bringing everyone back. One thing that I think most leaders are concerned about is the culture. Mm -hmm. And you'll love this because I got it from Andy Stanley. Time, oh. time in dilutes awareness of. So the longer you've been in something, the less yeah. likely you are to know how it really is. Right, yeah. And so the leader thinks the culture has deteriorated or is worse as a result of whatever this situation is, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily true. So a, a good data point is talking to the new people. Every, a lot of people mm -hmm. hired new employees through the pandemic right. and asking them, how, why did you come here during the pandemic? What was it about the way we did business or ran this team that was attractive for you? Because you're going to want to celebrate that going yeah. into uh, whatever this new reality yeah. looks like. You know, one thing we really learned and this during the pandemic is that from a sales perspective, you don't have to be face to face with everybody all the time. No. And how many conversations, Larry, have you and I had with sales teams over the years where they're like, no, you don't understand. We we have to be face to face. Well, we, guess what? You don't. We learned that this year. No, yeah. I mean, the big the big challenge of salespeople is help me understand what part of the process needs to be face to face. Yes. I mean, it, I, I mean, I'm a high face-to-face. -face. I love the, the high fives and the handshakes. In fact, it's been so nice to shake everyone's hand. Yeah. I mean, that's part of sales. But if we really look at it, I challenge sales and marketing. What part of those processes need to be face-to-face -to, -face to move things along? I'd submit to you that, you know, where can we combine this mm -hmm. so that when we do go face-to-face, -face, there's a lot more impact? And, 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 I, and I think a lot of salespeople just need, they go, I just need to be face-to-face -face with Daryl or I need to be face-to-face -face with Nigel because and then we can fill in the blank with whatever excuse they want to come up with. But in all actuality, it's what does your customer want? Yeah. How do you, how, you know, what do they want moving forward? And if the meeting's virtual, the meeting's virtual. You just have to deal with it now. Yeah, I don't know that there are many companies that would say, honestly, there are stages in their sales cycle that require being face-to-face. -face. If you have that, and it is, it is the situation, you need to fix it soon because your competitors <laughs> have already fixed that. That's right. And, 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 and I just, I just sorry to interrupt, but I just want to layer in some of their, you know, people are going, well, it takes the humanality part of this part of it out. No, it doesn't. It's a mindset thing more than anything else. That's right. Because a, a lot of the work that Nigel, you do, that I do, that Daryl does, it's all in a virtual world anyway. Most of my clients I physically haven't met face to face. Yeah, that's true. That's good. What a great conversation, guys. And this is, I, first of all, it's such a honor to have both of you here. Well, on if you're, if you should have brought a birthday, birthday. cake or something, yes, Daryl, right? Come, had a come cake. on. Uh, but hey, seriously, though, I, I just want to say it's, it's been a real blast. And you guys are both people I deeply respect as thought leaders and innovators in the sales and marketing space. And this is what it's all about right now. We Just because the pandemic is hopefully over 
doesn't mean the innovation needs to stop. If if any, you got to repeat that. You, get, you, you have to repeat what you just said. All right, I'm going to look in the camera. Just because the, <laughs> the pandemic is over, doesn't mean the innovation yeah, stops. spot on. And this is this is so critical. There's going to be a a tendency, I think, to want to just kind of lean back into our old sales ways, lean back into maybe our old marketing message and methodology. But the good news is with all of the uh, flexing, pivoting, strategizing, uh, all the things we did this last year, we all got an upgrade in our ability to think strategically. And so let's leverage that as we move into this next phase. We'll do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, hey, guys, this has been a real honor. And I just want to once again say a massive thank you to everybody uh, who has been sharing the Revenue Growth Engine book, listening to the podcast, leaving reviews, all of it. We're on a mission to help 10,000 great companies double their revenue. This year was just the beginning. And it's so exciting to hear from many people who are seeing their companies grow. And that just gets me fired up. So we're going to have a great time the rest of this week at the Outbound Conference. Once again, thank you, oh, you're Larry. Welcome. Thank you, Nigel. So good to be here. Thank you to everybody in the audience. And until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.